You are listening to a special edition iFanboy podcast on the A-Team. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Hello and welcome to a special edition iFanboy podcast. My name is Connor Kilpatrick and I am here with Ron Richards. Hello, Connor. And we are talking about the A-Team. The A-Team movie. We weren't sure if we were going to do a podcast about this. Well, um, we, decided, we decided to do it. Why, why the not? hell not? Hell, there are, there are A-Team comics being published right now. It's a little crossover-y, you know? <laughs> Plus, you might be surprised to notice if you go see the film that it's produced by Top Cow Productions. Yep, Mark Silvestri was an executive producer, I believe, listed as that. So yeah. apparently they, they have the movie rights to it. So there you go. I right. saw that. I said, perfect. Now we can we can do it and not worry about it. doesn't the, explain why Top Cow's not doing the books, though. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> Who knows? We oh. do at fanboy.com. Normally we talk about the comic books for the week. Every once in a while we like to talk about the films that come out, the comic book related films. And since there are 18, 18 comics, as Ron just alluded to, here we go. Let's talk about the 18. Yes. Now, you were a big fan of the 18 as a child? Oh, absolutely. Ron? Oh, absolutely. Childhood memories of watching the 18 and, and, and loving the, the antics of um, Face and Murdoch and, and tolerating BA and, and <laughs> wondering who this old guy that was with them was. Um, uh, the late great George Pappard. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, but loved it. I loved the whole run of the show. Loved loved everything about it. Loved the one and doneness of every episode. The, you know the on the run. You know the the the, you know, the few military fugitives who will help you if you can find them. Um, and uh, and just and it was. I mean, it just it was. It's up there with the great. 80s action shows that just really like honestly the human target is like the closest to it now yeah like no shit sh- absolutely though the yeah. fun action yeah the funny action it's kind of like burn notice actually there's a lot of there's a lot of those usa shows are kind of in that similar vein but there's no more network shows except for human target yeah i'm actually reading something interesting today at its height and this tells you how different the, the tv landscape is now and between 20 years ago at its height 40 million people a week watched 18 wow which is na- nowadays a huge show is, is thirty million. That's like a rare. That's like, yeah. That's like a finale, or that's a big. Yeah, that's deal. like a yeah, CSI yeah. in its heyday, or yeah. American Idol in its heyday. But forty million people a week watched watched that show. Wow. It's, I was a big fan. The theme song is one of the all time classics. Um, we talked earlier in the, in the year about the Losers, which was the film based on the comic book from Vertigo. And Which had a lot of A Team comparisons, you know. It like, was a, it was sort of a homage to the A Team. So yeah. this this was an interesting year because we had basically two of the same film, and the idea in this film is similar uh, similar to similar to the Losers somewhat, and similar to the original TV show in that there's this group of uh, Alpha Team A Team uh, soldiers who are in a unit and they get framed for a crime they didn't commit. And then they have to they have to try to uh, clear their names and and capture the bad guys. That's basically the plot. Now, um, and and now uh, going into the movie, I was I, w- I was somewhat uh, tentative or you know kind of somewhat scared because it was I didn't know how they were going to play it. Like I was afraid that they were going to play it tongue in cheek and you know kind of self aware and be like we know we're doing this '80s movie and kind of send upy kind of style. Like that was my worst fear. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to see they didn't do that at all. 
Well, if they if there was a exhibit A for balls to the wall filming, this would yeah. be this would be in that in on exhibit A. This is Joe Carnahan direct wrote and directed it. Well, lots of people wrote it. It was like yeah. Well, writing, well Stephen Cannell was involved too, right? He was a producer. Yeah. Um, although probably just because he created, but he was involved in producing it. Yeah. Um, He's aware of it. <laughs> he Carnahan makes big time action films. He started with Narc, that sort of small indie film, yep. which was which was really good. And he's done Smoking Aces. Yeah. Um, this was just this was just. <laughs> This was this was fun. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on. I'm gonna go out there out on a limb. We're gonna say right out of the gate. I can't find anything wrong with this movie. I had so much fun. I had so much fun watching this movie that as soon as I got out, I texted you and I said, "You've got to go see it." Because you were yeah. on the fence whether you were gonna go see it, and we weren't even sure we were gonna do the podcast. And I was like, "Fuck, you got to go see it." It was so much fun. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think that's what you come away with. It's not. It's not Shakespeare, and it's not uh, penetrating the human condition, but it's so much fun. Right. It is. It is fun from the opening scene to the end scene after the credits. It's, yeah. It is. It is fun all the way through. I had. I. I, I mean, it's funny. It's action packed. It's over the top, just enough so you're in on the joke. I mean, it's. They're not trying. It's a. Car- it's almost a cartoon in in real life form. Yeah. But just enough where it's not ridiculous. Uh, it, it, At least too much, too ridiculous. I mean, it's it's the original show was cartoon, kind of cartoonish. This is kind of cartoonish. I mean, this is ridiculous stuff, well, stuff they do, but you, so much fun to watch. You don't care. Yeah, I mean, there was heavy comedy in the first series with mainly with the Murdoch character, with you know, with the, the crazy pilot character that played by uh, Dwight Schultz. Dwight Schultz, yeah, yeah. Um, genius, Gen- one of my favorite characters of all time, by the way. Like the like Murdoch, yeah, Mur- uh, well, and, and Dwight Schultz himself, yeah, right. like the, as Murdoch, he was just so good. But um, you know, so that there's the comedy element were there. And I found it fascinating how they they were able to balance this to be they reposition the origin. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. Really, the I guess the only well, I'll get to the nitpicks in a little bit. But they so they reposition the origin. They show the team come together. They establish them in like now, like twenty years, like twenty years after you know the eighties. Like they gave them a believable way way that they would operate. You know, like they worked in Iraq and they worked in like the current state of the world. Um, and like the action and the military and all that sort of stuff was there, but they f- were able to weave in the comedy in a way that was natural, that was seamless, yes. that didn't seem forced. Um, well, I think it, you know what it came from. At least what I was watching, and I thought is that it seemed like everyone was having a great time. Yep, yep. And whether or not they did or not, it, it, that's that's the feeling that came through. Everybody from Liam Neeson to Bradley Cooper to Charlotte Copley. Uh, not not so much Quentin Jackson, who apparently didn't have a good time, but everyone else seemed like they were having a good time. Yeah, and that rubbed off on you watching the film. Even yeah. even um, your your buddy Patrick Wilson, who played the he was yeah he, he was interesting. Played, because uh, Lynch, the uh, CIA agent, he seemed like he was having a good time. Everyone seemed like they were having a good time, and that made you feel like you were having a good time. Yeah, Jessica Biel wasn't having a good time, but um, but I think <laughs> she, was, she was the hard nosed character. But yeah, even uh, then, it just felt. I mean, I know someone who knows someone involved in the production. They basically. They were making it up as they went along. And good for them because they, they they came away with a film that was pretty cohesive. Yeah, yeah. It tracks pretty well. Yeah. And and it, and it seemed like they're having a good time going coming up with it as they went along. So yeah. For me, that I mean that for me it was just so much fun, and I think right now that's what I needed. Yep. I needed to go to the movie theater and just and laugh and be like that was crazy. And, and that's exactly what this was, right? I mean, like you know, from from the from the over the top action sequences, like what we saw in the trailer, the the the, ta- the tank the tank scene was just was was, and I was a little annoyed because I felt as if like the the punchline of that was given away in the trailer, but that tank scene was so worth it, was so good. Um, yeah, I mean, and it makes no sense, and yeah. that's fine. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to be fun. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of film you have to reset your expectations and. And to me, 
again, this 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 is similar to what we said about the losers. To me, this all rested on the main cast, yep. who I thought were great. Yeah. Um, like, uh, Quentin Jackson wasn't you know of all the ones not not a uh, not professional actor. He's a fighter. Yeah, but but um, he was, but I, I don't think he was. And he was fine. He just I, he wasn't as good just delivering his lines. Occasionally, he had trouble uh, getting them out. but he was fine though. Compare him to Mr. T. Right. I mean, Mr. T wasn't fucking Lawrence Olivier in the '80s. Right. I mean, like he barely, you know what I mean? Like he, you know. And so, so I thought Quentin Jackson was fine. I, I still, I, I mean, for me, you know, if you're looking at the A team itself, I thought that um, uh, what's it, Charlotte Copley, Copley, whatever, nailed Murdoch. Like he, yes. he stole the show. Like he was yes. great. Um, and then, then so he was my favorite. And then after him was um, Bradley Cooper's face. I thought he yes. nailed the. The suave, the the you know the 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 face man of the group, you yeah. know, like he did, he he totally was channeling Dirk Benedict perfectly. Um, I still struggle with Liam Neeson in the, in the Hannibal role. Really, I don't know why. Is it because the fact that I know he's Irish and like it just I don't just see and like and I guess I put I put Liam Neeson on like the Kenneth Branagh level for some reason and whatever. Yeah, but he's he's sort of redefining his career as an action star now. Completely, I which I would know. I was like, really? <laughs> I liked him. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when the cast was announced. Bradley Cooper's face, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Charlotte Copley as Murdoch, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Random fighting dude as BA, yes, yeah. that makes sense. And when they announced Liam Neeson, I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I liked him a lot in the film. I thought he was really good in the film. And yeah. I, I think he brought a level of intensity. I mean, he's a great actor on top of everything else. So yeah. in that sense, when he, had, when he had intense scenes, he was really good in them, I thought. Yeah. So that really level, you know, upped the level of, of acting. And I just – it was – I didn't have I didn't have a lot of expectations going in, and I think all of them were were blown away because I I wasn't expecting anything. Yeah, and and it um, was and it was like you said, it was just a fun time at the movie. Now, and like I said earlier, like I can't I like like we were joking. The guys I saw it with were like that. This might be a perfect movie. This is like <laughs> this, is, you know, because if you look at it, you know, like it, it, and not not like on the level of like Citizen Kane or anything like that, but like it it you know, it's an action movie. It had action sequences that were fun and exciting. The comedy was good. Like the story was wasn't hackneyed or believe or unbelievable. Like it kind of like you could under you. you could make sense that you know the, yep. the 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 things that you were left in the dark and then the twist that you saw happen got explained you know i didn't have any like huge huge questions my, my like like i alluded to earlier my only nitpick was in the opening sequence which shows like the origin of the team you have um uh hannibal and face uh, running an operation in mexico and at the same time uh, BA is a car th- is a is a car thief in Mexico who's he was uh, released from the army and you know on dishonorable discharge and happens to be driving by in, yeah, in the mean, fields that's... of Mexico and Hannibal tries to carjack him and turns out sees his ranger tattoo and goes oh you were a soldier and then like that like re- really like that was the only only thing that was like that's a little hard to believe but other yeah than but that, that was part of the whole idea of that everything happens for a reason yeah true the whole, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hannibal's whole philosophy yeah. I, I really like the device of because Hannibal's character is the ultimate planner he's got yeah. all the plans and they, they may Three be strange ahead. plans but yeah. they they always work out I like the way that they did that where they he would narrate his plan to the group and he would have a little board with the fake models and little yep. people. And then while that was happening, they'd cut two of them actually doing it. I thought that was a really nice device yep. of 
showing Hannibal who he was and how he did things, plus the, the, the actual you know execution of his plans. Oh, the, the execution of the plans were all that. That was always the fun part, and like and that's also if I had another criticism in in, in terms of the the um, uh, being true to the TV show, there was one plan that involved them. You know what I loved was like when BA takes apart a truck and then turns it into a tank, and like and like all like the, the welding and all that stuff like that. And they had a couple of scenes like that where they were prepping for the plan. And my only thing, my only thought was that they they didn't. They, I guess they were more believe these plans and what they did were more believable than than armoring up an old old Oldsmobile so they can drive out. You know, like they and, also and, never shot anyone ever on the TV yeah. show. Yeah, so true, they, yeah. they had to change things slightly. Yeah, um, um, I, but, I mean was, they did that in the end. The, the final plan with the boat, they do yeah. a lot of. Welding and melting yeah. of things, and, and there was a, a little, and there was a little bit of welding when they're like, we, you know, we need us, you know, like with the with the whole um, operation that got them framed. Like he 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 was welding car pieces and things like yeah. that. So I would just would like a little more of that. That's my 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 only nitpick or nitpick, but one thing I didn't like was um, they were making sure that everyone got this movie. So it was yeah. everything was laid out on a <laughs> explained platter. very clearly. If, yeah. if a guy showed up later in the film referencing something that happened, they cut back to that scene. Yeah, <laughs> like. A lot. So it, it, they were making sure that no one from the dumbest person in the dumbest part of the world could understand what was happening, and that was a little bit like, all right, give us a little bit more credit than that. But yeah. it 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 wasn't. It didn't take away too much from the proceedings. Like here's here's Morrison. Yes, right. He was only in the film thirty minutes ago. I didn't forget who he was. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to cut back to that. But um, and, um, and like you said, right. like you said, Patrick Wilson as the CIA agent. You know what I thought was fun was weird was they started off being serious CIA agenty kind of guy, and then as the movie went on, he was like wacky eccentric CIA agent guy, which I. Like Max, in yeah, exactly, yeah, but but which I thought was a little weird because it like came out of nowhere. But it was he did it so well and it was so much fun that it was cool. Like I love this idea of these CIA agent guys who are all powerful and can do whatever they want, you know, like that. And it's it, and then when things go wrong, it's just to see them freak out. But it, you know, like I thought it was very Max. Like the some of the parallels and like the fact that the end scene happened at the L.A. docks, like it did in the the losers. <laughs> yeah, it's like, really bizarre. Really similar. Really kind of similar. But. One of the reasons why I texted you and told you I had to see the movie, regardless of the podcast, was did you enjoy the cameo at the end of the movie with the well, CIA the, agents? So there's a final, there's a scene after the movie. No, 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 I'm not talking about after that. The credits, yet. I mean. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about it before the credits roll, after everything happens, the climax happens, and they're at the LA docks. The C, a CIA agent comes and cleans up Patrick oh, Wilson's mess. Don, Don Draper shows up and cleans up the mess. How great was that? <laughs> How can a movie be bad if John Hamm's in it? It's true. That's my he, point. She walks off a helicopter with his hair blowing in the wind and sunglasses on. And you're like, oh. On behalf of the CIA, I apologize. Someone's going to clean up the mess and sell you an Oldsmobile. Yep, exactly. I, I, pretty, I think I shrieked. I was like, ah. I, I feel like I have to buy a Kodak. Uh, <laughs> carousel. Carousel now. I don't know why. I feel yeah. like I need to do that. Uh, he nailed uh, it. He nailed it great. But then, and then, so then, we, if you haven't seen this yet, go, go see it and stay through the credits because there's a little Easter egg for TV show fans. Well, it's funny because when I heard there was a scene after the credits, I was trying to not figure it out, but thinking, what could it be? Because that's what that's what I do when I hear that. So as the movie's going on, I'm thinking maybe they'll do like they'll redo the opening with the new people and yeah. put that after the credits. But then they did that before the credits, which was cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, so then the after credit scene is a del- sort of a deleted scene feature. Two scenes that t- took place in the middle of the film, both featuring two of the original cast members. One of uh, George Papard, sadly, his, his dad died many years ago, so he couldn't obviously be in the film. And I think Mr. T is probably dis- distancing himself from Well, them. no, well, I think I read an interview with Carnahan months ago, and they said, is Mr. T going to be in the movie? And he said, ah, I can't say anything. I think they tried, and similar to the Shatner Star Trek thing, it didn't work yeah. out. Um, right. 
And if they had gotten Mr. T, I was half expecting the ghost of George Pappard or some sort of reference to George <laughs> Pappard. But um, no, but so what you had is you had um, you had uh, Bradley Cooper going to tan himself and ask a question of the guy who just gets out of the tanning bed, and it's Dirk Benedict, who looks yep. like hell, by the way. Well, he's old. That's <laughs> yeah. what happens. So he looks better than I'm going to look at that age. Yeah, so that's true, yeah. And, then, um, and so that was kind of a cute little send-up of the two faces talking to each other. And then, um, and then there's a scene where uh, Charlotte Copley, is, um, as Murdoch, is getting electroshock, and he's, he's loving it. He's like, more, more again! And then it cuts to, this, to, to two doctors discussing it. One of the doctors is Dwight Howard, um, who played Dwight Murdoch. Schultz. Dwight Schultz. Right. Dwight Howard is a basketball player. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dwight Schultz. Who? Um, <laughs> how did I know that? I don't know. I'm surprised you made that reference. <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned right now. Um, who Dwight Schultz? Who, uh, who played the original Murdoch and, and pulled a couple of Murdoch faces, which is funny. Yeah. So yeah, no, that was really nice. It's nice to see those guys. Um, I was, then I was hoping for Mr. T, but that didn't happen. That would have been the that, that would have been the Coupe de Grace. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but um, for me and and the people I was with and, and the, the workers and the nobody stayed but but us because yeah. I knew it was coming. So it was me and the uh, the guys working at the cleaning up the, the nice. theater. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, if they make another movie, I'm there. Like I want another movie. How is Charlotte Copley not going to be the biggest star in the world after this and yeah. District 9? I have no idea. He's great. He's fantastic. Like, he steals everything. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He, he really was, I mean, the impression, the uh, Braveheart impression. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> just, just, and he was very funny. Yeah. And it, he's sort of effortlessly funny. And yeah. it, was, it was really fun. And Bradley Cooper was great, too. I mean, the, he's, there's a reason why he's a movie star now. No, Bradley Cooper's great. I'm a huge Bradley Cooper fan now. After yeah. The Hangover and this, I'm, I'm all about Bradley Cooper. Uh, not in a, in a straight way. Um, but, uh, <laughs> straight which, way. which, by the way, no, I mean, in a straight way. By the way, he is shirtless in a lot of the movie. It was well, like, if, if I looked like that, yeah. I would never wear a shirt. <laughs> but, um, I'd go to uh, court the, not wearing a shirt. I'd be turned away from restaurants. When they, I, loved the, I loved when. when and so they get they they get the book thrown at them. They get court martialed. They get sent to prison. And then Hannibal, you know, uh, decides to go clear the name. And the breaking them outs were all the various breaking them outs were awesome. But the yeah. best one was breaking out Murdoch of the uh, the uh, mental institution in Germany with the 3D glasses. That was that was great. It was uh, see that could have been the opportunity to reference George Pappard. They could have had the movie feature him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Greater Just Escape. Like in <laughs> Hulk, and they referenced uh, yeah. what's his name he died. Uh, Bill know. Bixby. Yeah, so um, but um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, this yeah. is totally. I don't want to say turn your brain off because that's dumb, and it's, this movie's not that dumb. No, it's escapism. But just go to the if you want, just a big funny loud action movie that's that you and you want to be entertained. This is the movie so far of the year. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they, this was so much fun. I, I would I would totally see it again in the theater. It was you know I to to, to the Ron's dad test. I talked to my dad today. I said you got to go see it. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was it, it was just it just go two hours of action and comedy and that works. It's that not you know don't roll your eyes at the A team and don't be like oh this eighties don't have any original ideas. Like it's a good idea. It's a Stephen Cannell's had a good gem of an idea back in the eighties and it's nice to see it resuscitate. And I also like that they didn't hang on to the past. Like you know in the beginning of the movie, B A has the black and red. Van and they get rid of it in the first ten minutes. Yeah, you know, like you know, like like I thought that was good. Like just get it back, put it behind you. You know, like um, but uh, yeah, it was great. I loved it. I'm so glad I saw it. I'm so glad you saw it. Um, it w- totally outshined my expectations. So definitely go see it. Definitely. It, um, I hope we get more. It's getting its butt kicked the theater right now, but uh, hopefully it'll, it'll shake out um, with enough money to make a sequel. If you saw this movie and you think, wow, I'd like to see more A Team. 
and you have Netflix and you have streaming, yeah. they've got the entire series on Netflix streaming. Yeah, so go do that. And also, if you like these kind of incarnations, actually the comics we were talking about on, the other, on our other podcast, the comics yes. aren't too bad. Check, no. So uh, IDW has the license, and they've been doing little one-shots about the characters and stuff like that. I would check those out. You know, the character issues that were tied to the movie with the movie characters on the cover, those, yeah. were, the, uh, those were the good ones. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, this was just. I'm glad you. I'm glad you made me go. I, mean, I was. I was gonna go anyway, but I'm glad you told me to go. It yeah. was. Uh... And then, and I, I wanted to do this podcast, so it was. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so if you saw the movie, go to ifanboy.com and go to the post about this podcast and tell everybody what you thought of it. If you disagree with us, I know we're probably gonna get a lot of flack because it has like a it has like a 52 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. But I don't care. I had fun. I've seen nothing but good reviews for the papers and things that I read. Yeah. All right. Like Entertainment Weekly gave it a B plus. It got a good review in the paper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it works. It's just fun. Yeah, exactly. Don't Something worry. said about a fun action film with a with a charming cast. And that's basically what we said about the losers. But I think this took it up a notch. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. This this outshine the losers a little bit. I think, but oh, only in a sentimental factor. And they're also different. They're also different yeah. films, sort of. Well, not really, but they're different kinds of tones to those films. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. So everything else is kind of the same. Cool. So if you have any <laughs> questions or comments, shoot us an email contactifanboy.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com/ifanboy, and. Uh, um, our next movie will be next week, right? Uh, Jonah Hex. Jonah right? Hex. Jonah Hex rides in the theaters next week. See what I did there? Uh, rides in the good, theaters. Gatling Gun good Horse. Good, good. Well, Gatling Guns. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm fearing that Gatling Gun Horse will be the new uh, Luma Fate. Yeah, the Luma Fate makes no sense. I can understand the Gatling Guns attached to your horse. Yeah, maybe, maybe the, maybe the rising the dead with his touch is the new Luma Fate. Yeah, that could be. I don't understand how a horse wouldn't buck and run with a yeah. Gatling gun attached to it shooting. It's but heavy, let's, isn't it? Yeah, let's so. deal with that next week. Yeah, all right. Like ahead of ourselves. So until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. We love it when a plan comes together. Absolutely. Absolutely.